This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, you talk about him taking the responsibility, uh, stepping up, being empowered because of the injuries around him. But can I also suggest that maybe, you know, to stay number one, you train as if you're number two. And young Toki Ahau, who he clearly matched up against, has come along, yep. uh, arguably the breakout player for the All Blacks last season. Um, do you think that's influenced him as well? The fact that, hey, I have to lift again, I have to take the bar to another level. Maybe complacency had crept in a little bit? I think certainly, yeah, because... You know, there, there is there is no nice feeling about a, a player coming in and, and taking your jersey. You know, and and Tokiaho did that to um, Cody Taylor last year, where he started earning starts and deserved them. He was playing better, and it was as simple as that. And as a seasoned All Black, you know, we all go through those little sort of stages in our career where you either at that stage you either will fall away, or you actually become a better player. You grit your teeth. And you go, okay, I'm going to take this challenge front on and I'm going to improve my game and I'm going to get better in the areas where I know I'm stronger than this guy. You know, he might be, he might be more powerful than there, but I'm more powerful here. Um, you know, I'm going to work harder on my line-out throwing. Whatever it might be, yes, I, I think the fact that you get massive competition in your jersey, it stings because you want to be out there. You want to be part of the, the side. And when it gets taken away from you, You've got to sit down probably at the end of the year, which Cody did, hopefully, and go, righto, I'm going to take this challenge on and I'm going to front it and I'm going to be a better player and I'm going to put the pressure back on him and try and win that jersey back. Justin, you've talked a lot about some of these Crusaders players who perhaps when they've gone into the all-black environment maybe haven't carried that same form and we've just talked there about Cody Taylor. Um, we know the culture that exists in the Crusaders and it goes back to your time and that was reflected recently with the Crusaders setting up their Hall of Fame. That's just what the Crusaders do. They do it so well. The fact that um, you were asked to provide a little bit of a video at the start of last week for the current yeah. side, maybe to remind them a little bit about the legacy. So the question I've got, can Scott Robertson take his coaching genius that he's had at the Crusaders and bring it to the All Blacks? Do you believe it'll be a seamless transition that he can take that Crusaders culture and implant it fairly quickly in the all-black environment that he's trying to establish? I don't think he'll take the Crusaders culture. What I, I think he'll take his strengths as a coach into that environment. And his strength uh, as a coach is uh, making sure that he has his players wanting to come to training, wanting to put the boots on, wanting to be in the video room and do an analysis because they enjoy it. They enjoy the environment and they, and they feel that they are encouraged to be individuals, but equally they feel that they are part of something really special. And I believe that's what he'll bring to the All Blacks. The, the All Blacks have a hell of a lot more history than what the Crusaders do. Let's face it. That will get Scott Robertson out of bed big time. Mm. He will love the fact that he has now got the black jersey to theme, to get his players inspired to make that jersey better than where it is now. That, that's what he does as a coach. So I don't have any doubt that he will create a culture, an all-black culture, 
that the players will thrive in. They will absolutely love getting out of bed every day and going to the gym, going to training, and more importantly, going to test matches and winning them and winning big trophies continuously. His greatest legacy in the long term might be the fact that he's broken the mould, that he's now broken down some of the stereotypes that have long been associated with um, the personality or the way or the type of person we think make good coaches. Um, you know, we've always had an innovation in the All Blacks, and maybe in recent times we've been searching, saying, "Where's the next step in the All Blacks?" We're not writing the book the rest of the world's reading. In fact, we're now sort of reading the book the French and the Irish are sort of writing, which has never really been the All Black way. Is the next big All Black innovation Scott Robertson, i.e., a coach who is just a little bit left field, um, certainly in the way he is perceived? Yeah, I think it's where it needs to go. And there's no doubt, like I played quite a lot, a lot of rugby um, against Fabien Gaultier, and he is the current French coach, and he is a unique character. He really is. You see him with his very trendy glasses that he's got on, but he, he is an individual that, that has uh, certain personality quirks that are, are different than others. But he still has coached that team magnificently well in the last couple of years and got them to number one in the world, you know, or number two, I think, behind Ireland at the moment. But, you know, that, 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 those types of people, the key thing is that they remain the person that they are, regardless of having the biggest job in the game. And that's the key thing that people have got to recognise. If we want Scott Robertson to coach the All Blacks and coach them successfully... He needs to be able to be the person that you've just spoken about. He doesn't need to change his personality simply because he's now the all-black coach. I was so pleased to see him break dance at the weekend because I thought to myself, now that he's all-black coach and you've got the board and he's in a rugby union and the rest of the world looking at him, you know, is he going to try to go, oh, maybe not now because I've got bigger responsibility? No. Hmm. He's got to be able to be himself and he's got to be able to go along and have those little idiosyncrasies that he has and still go surfing on the morning of a game and whatever it might be, it keeps his mind fresh and keeps him as a great coach. Yeah, and that's what I'm wanting. And so other coaches out there now look and go, yeah. hey, it's actually okay for me to be normal. And the administrators actually go, exactly. hey, it's okay to actually stop trying to pigeonhole people or trying to put them into a certain box. Let's just, it's actually okay to have some personality. In fact, it's a real strength. And maybe we've been a bit ignorant or a bit dumb and maybe crushing some of that. And so I wonder whether that is the legacy of Scott Robertson. And hopefully, you know, we see more players like her or more coaches like a Scott Robertson. Uh, look, um, we, we are going to take a break in a minute. Can I just ask you this? You would have played, you played a lot of rugby with Scott Robertson? I did, yes. Yep. Did you, did, you, years. did you ever get a sense that he would end up being a coaching genius? Did, did you ever sort of get a feeling uh-huh. that that would be the path? Because, you know, like I say, surfing, um, if you sit down with them, um, I've, you know, I've been lucky enough to interview him a fair bit on the radio over the times and I thoroughly enjoy talking to him. He's a breath of fresh air. But, you know, I'd imagine that playing with him at times, if you don't know him, he can probably come across, I hate to use the word, but he come across maybe like a little bit like a dumb blonde. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love that. He's not, he's not got enough hair to be a dumb blonde anymore. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, and look, and, like... and, and I probably upset a few people by using the term, but you know what I mean, yeah. I know what you mean, no, yeah. yeah it's just a, a bit of an off-the-cuff comment and... and uh, sort of meant to be like, you know, you look at him and you think, man, you know, how does this guy uh, manage to achieve what he does? And I think yeah. it's just because it is him. And, uh, you know, he's, he's my probably my, very close to my best mate coming out of the game. And I, I spend a lot of time with him and his family and we often holiday together. So I know Razor really, really well. Um, 
you know, we were both Sumner boys, and uh, we actually bought a big yellow van that took us uh, that we that we purchased for eight hundred bucks from Turner's in Christchurch, and so we used to go to the airport in it, and uh, it was right down an alleyway. It was just yellow and a beat up old bomb. But back to the point is, um, you know, this, the thing with Razor is, you know, that he has this ability um, and always has to be a lateral thinker of the game. And way back when he was still playing, we used to choke because he would bring a playbook into training where he and we called it the playbook where's your playbook crazy where's your playbook he was taking notes for coaching even when he was playing mm. and he was also piecing together ideas of how he wanted to coach and he had moves and theories and all that in it and he would take that book everywhere so no mate i am not surprised he turned into being a coach and a very good one because he was always motivated to be motivated to be that way